0: Talking rugby,
1: telling
0: stories, Rugby Pickham. Welcome to Rugby Pick'em Who cares, who knows, why bother
2: <laughs> just <a rugby laughs> pig
1: <under>. We have
2: <laughs> we
1: have a packed studio tonight, and before I introduce our amazing guests, I just want to say there have been Harpo sightings. We'll see if he shows up, but just like the boogeyman, whispers occasionally yeah. in your dreams, you see Harpo sighting and you get excited. So we're excited. We'll we're see a where it goes. Too excited. Let me introduce my co-host Uncle Johnny Warner. <coughs> Tommy No Picks. Hey, how you doing? The great KJ Colorado, Kim Jordan. Hey there. And some other special guests that will feature later on in the episode. But for now, I just want to say, welcome back. It's great to have a packed shid. And quite she shed. frankly, it's coming she along. She uh, it might not have the best acoustics, but it's got the best people, and that's all that matters. Good wood. Tommy
3: (laughs) Really reverberates Tommy,
1: lead us off today What is going on? Rugby is still paused right now in the US As a fan of the game What do you want
3: to see happen over the next year? Well, uh, I think that the uh, country as a whole Kind of needs to get the shit together So that we can actually see some rugby And then we have something actually to talk about
2: What do you think is going to be the soonest that we're going to see some like good rugby
3: stateside? I think like soonest, uh, best possible scenario, we see maybe like fall twenty twenty one. It could be like another year. I think very doomsday. Very doomsday, very negative. Kind outlook. of realistic. Perhaps play. I realistic. will say,
2: yeah. Especially if you're going to talk about like practicing and giving like strategy and all of that. I mean, you could open up maybe some like social tournaments, but when it comes to like some good play, that's probably going to take a while.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I think uh, Uncle John brought up on the last episode. Uh, it's it's kind of tough when you're when you're trusting someone by the nickname of Dogface to like take your temperature when you show up to practice every. <laughs> Like who, every single club has to be on the same page with this, and yeah. it's like
4: MLR can be a little different; and they can have protocols, but that's still going to be tricky. But for club rugby, that's going to be it's going to be your states that just don't give a hoot, and they're just like go get it, like you know your Floridas of the world.
1: Speaking of Atlanta, black and white game happened this past weekend. Uh, don't really know how it shook out, but they're suiting up and playing down there, so we will see, John. Some of the uh, more open states are going to have a crack. Others will have to wait.
2: And all sanctioned by USA Rugby, I'm assuming, right? Well, all well I Following mean, all of the guidelines, all of their rules. Yeah, we'll see.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, at some point, they're going to lose a foot to stand on um, if they don't show face in the bankruptcy issues, in honoring dues and making them an affordable price. <laughs> Does anybody happen to know what an annual uh, senior player dues are? For,
2: for USA, it's rugby? like isn't it fifty? And then usually for like RMR, it's another fifty. Or like it's so I think I want to say it's just under hundred. Don't you have to for pick like senior club? Well? well, that's, that's a bit of uh,
3: Yeah, that's okay. the CIPP. Yeah.
1: That's Johnny Hot Sauce in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Our Canadian Johnny correspondent. Hot Sauce. Yay, rugby mm-hmm. spicy. Let's do a quick Canada segment, John. Of all go. the signings, the Toronto Arrows, that's right, Toronto, toronto have signed some of the biggest names, some of the most names, uh, most recently featuring Joaquin Tucale from Argentina. Dude, he's a spicy signing. Mate, how spicy. Ooh, he's good.
4: I love the way he
1: plays fullback. So we're excited about the Arrows, John, and uh, we hope another Canadian bid is coming down the pipe. What do you think about your home
5: city, Calgary? Uh, You know, I love the idea, but we have real winters in Calgary. It'd have to be Vancouver. All right. There you go. TBD on the Calgary
1: bid. KJ, let's hop into the rugby scene, especially our favorite hemisphere, the southern hemisphere. Sure. The boys are back in town. We're setting up for a Bledisloe Cup this weekend. Do the Aussies have any shot against the Kiwis in (sighs) Wellington on Sunday?
2: I want to say yes. Like, I want to give them, like, that they might have a shot. But, like, honestly, I just don't think that they've been getting enough, like, practice as much as, like, the Kiwis have. So, I think it's going to be a little bit of a bloodbath. I mean, I'm all about, like, seeing, like, a good game. But I just, I, I don't know how it's going to play out. How do you guys feel
5: though?
4: Uh, they'll come out and give them a good 20 minutes.
2: The, right? I just don't know if they're going to have right like...
4: Yeah, whereas normally I'd say like 60 minutes, uh, but just the Kiwis have been playing against each other and yeah, sharpening it's their unfair. skills. And the Aussies, I think, I, I like that they selected a bunch of youth too. And uh, they've got, I read an article today about uh, their choices at 10, and they've got some really good youth in there and then they've got some returning veterans like o'connor who is playing his best rugby ever and then Tamua. uh so i think they've got some really good um options sprinkled in with and youth sprinkled in with uh leadership but they're uh i don't know odds wise i think there will be a like I don't know, fifteen to one, twenty to one shot to win. Oh, well, yeah.
2: and I think they've got the young talent, but do they have like the same kind of cohesion that right. the Kiwis have? And that's where I'm—I just don't. I think that's like unbeatable.
1: Well, both teams have a first-year coach. We got Ian Foster, mm-hmm. Fuzzy, uh, with the Kiwis. He's been Hanson's right-hand man for years, and he kind of got handed the job, as some would say. So it's some bad pundits bad. like myself say <laughs> Scott Razor Robertson was the man for the job. For sure. And I did not just call myself a pundit because I'm definitely not. But... Yeah, right. So both coaches are going to be shitting themselves, Tommy. Because, Figur- figuratively. Figuratively, figuratively yeah. of course. Because it's their first game as a coach for their nation. But let me tell you about Dave Rennie. Tell me about him. He's a new hire for the Wallabies. When asked if they could beat the Kiwis... He paused for 12 to 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. Pause for
0: effect.
3: Can't you just add in the pause, like edit it in? (laughs) Tom (laughs) is (laughs) seething over here. And
1: he replied, yeah, yeah, we can
2: so he thinks they can was, win like, putting it together in his brain like, oh yeah oh, no, he, he had to he... think
1: about it but and he can't
0: they, can. they,
4: can, they can and they they will at some point in the future now is
1: probably not the time
4: that they will but
1: yeah uh, regardless of how bledslow plays out they will have multiple shots to play the kiwis again in the rugby championship which will take place back in australia It's very confusing. First, they're going to play in New Zealand for two games. Then they're going to go quarantine in Australia. Tommy, it's a whole thing. All right? Right. Right. But I can guarantee you this. The Southern Hemisphere comp will be much more entertaining than the new Northern Eight Nations. Johnny, who are our two nations coming into the traditional Six Nations comp? The Octogenations.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't have the same ring to it?
4: the
1: (laughs) Nation. so they're adding fiji and georgia i think japan originally got the invite but because of covid they said we're out we can't do it so we're going to have an eight nations competition with fiji and georgia traveling to europe and playing the european squads johnny quite frankly you know we we used to talk gambling on the show way back when harpo used to be on the show if i was a gambling man I would bet the over on every Fiji game because we all know they play great offense and so-so defense. And against those European teams, I'm seeing score lines like what forty to thirty, so, whether they win or lose. The Kiwis, you're going to, whether they win or lose, the Fijians are going to be responsible for a lot of points.
3: You think we'll see some Italy wins? Kim Jordan, who wins head to head, Italy or Fiji?
2: <sighs> That's. I think it's just completely different techniques i so i probably favor italy a little bit i think they're just a little bit more locked down um yeah yeah, that's a tough one to tell and i'm also in my mind i'm kind of thinking of like sevens rugby because that's what i always think of with fiji but
4: yeah fiji can pick italy with no problem i think the georgia italy match is a really interesting match because georgia can play when they're on you know they can play some that's some pretty aggressive and fun in your face rugby. So I think that matchup is scintillating. Mm.
3: I feel like it'll take maybe it'll take Fiji a couple of years before they really get in the swing of things. Like Italy's been facing this competition and stuff, right? So I think maybe the first couple of years Italy gets some some wins over those two countries, but well, they need them, Tommy.
1: Yeah. They've been the yeah. recipient of the wooden spoon many, many times, many. But I don't know. I think Fiji can come hot out the gates and just rack wins early. Like, yeah. I think they're capable of upsetting in England and Ireland on any given day. Now, granted, it's going to be harder for them. They are literally going to Europe for like eight weeks, right? Mm-hmm. So no home, no family, all FaceTime and, and Zoom. Like The European teams occasionally will, will bump home to their home countries, get a night or two in the home bed. So... If Harpo was here, I would tell him that I was extremely, extremely bored of Six Nations rugby. I think it's the piss-poor version of rugby that he hates. The tactical kicking, the lack of taking risks, the running your forward pack into a freaking brick wall. I think Southern Hemisphere rugby is more exciting, so I hope the Fijians torch the European powers that be. Yeah, I mean, the real question, I mean, it's a different brand of rugby
4: and it can be exciting in its own way that I think there's some really good competition. At the, we were talking bottom of the table, top of the table, I and mean, it's basically everybody else. And between England, Wales, France, Ireland and Scotland, uh, I think there's a pretty decent competition brewing there. I mean, obviously, England, ranking wise, pretty strong. I like the Welsh. Um I I really like the way they play and uh, I think they've got everything to play for. Tommy, do you have a
3: Six Nations favorite? Uh Yeah, I think Ireland. Ireland. Sure. Yeah. I think they're they're for sure the favorites, but I mean England, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a favorite.
1: Tommy no
2: <laughs> picks. <laughs> no <laughs> picks. Tommy, no Tommy no picks back I don't at it. want everybody to win?
6: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <know. laughs> KJ, do not sleep on Scotland. I know. There's a young man by the name of Finn Russell who's arguably, like, the hottest. If anybody had ever watched NBA Street, Finn Russell is that version (laughs) of fly half. Like, he just plays silky smooth, crazy amounts of confidence, puts kicks through for... What French club is he playing for right now, John? Is it Racing 92? Am I off here or Montpellier? Whichever French club is paying Finn Russell a lot of money, they're getting a lot back because the guy's is silky smooth. Hopefully, he transitions straight into Scotland as the 10 because there were issues with the coach, uh, Garrett Townsend, I believe, before COVID hit where they were having a standoff basically. It was like, I don't like you. You don't like me. He's not going to select me. Fine, I'll fuck off back to France, and I won't play oh. for Scotland. So I hope Finn Russell gets back in the mix, because the guy's fucking electric. He's yeah. really fun to watch. But no, Scotland will not win the <laughs> Six Nations.
2: <laughs> Maybe have some good plays, yeah. but I feel like they're a little young. It's England,
1: Ireland, and Wales at the top, and it's everybody else. Uh, but I hope Fiji has some serious upsets. Oh,
2: yeah, I think they're going to definitely have like a change-up. Before. And
4: there's some Kiwis um,
1: that have
4: made or will soon make the residency uh, requirements in Ireland. So we all know Bondiaki is has been a fixture here or there for Ireland. Um, they've got James Lowe in November will make his residency and he got picked to kind of tra- train with the squ- with the Irish squad. So and he's been doing some damage in there in their competition. So it's interesting to see their residency requirements
1: and how the Kiwis kind of fold into the mix with the Irish style of play. Yeah, they're populating all the other rugby rosters all around the world. Right. The, the second-rate Kiwis, and that's not a slight. That's like, you're still amazing, but you're not an all-black. Yeah. Oh, your grandma's Scottish? Uh, come up. <laughs> come up, we'll take care of you. Oh, Tommy, looks like we just got a call. Hot on the voicemail line. Um, We'll have to play the voicemail to see, but let's just say he's a caller you're all very aware of. But, Tommy, just in case the fans want to call the show, they want to interact, maybe they hear me saying, oh, the Fijians are going to be great, bet the over. And they bet the over, and then it's like a a 9-to-3
3: game. You're asking me what the the phone number is. Yeah, if they're pissed off. (laughs) I think they should call the number, which is 720 Two five nine eight eight two five or seven two zero two five nine. Tuck. Save it in your phone right now.
4: Yeah. What do you do once you talk? Oh, you and talk point? and uh, run, you it run, run it straight. Run it straight. Man. Run yes. it straight. You walk the runway. I have to get some into him.
6: Hey, this is uh the Guru. The Guru's back. Back from the land of the Brussels sprout and Indian summer in North Kakalaki. Maybe. First question is for Tommy Pusfetz. Tommy, what do you think? uh, Regardless of why there's disarray in the NFL and pro sports in general, there's a lot of uh, fans to potentially peel off there. What do you think about, uh, what kind of a marketing plan would you do to draw them towards uh, Rugby 15s? And uh, thinking outside the box, why not a seven series to really get the public excited? What are your thoughts, Tommy? And for the moderator there, uh, Blue State McGee, uh, I'm wondering how far you've, uh, what kind of progress you've made in your study of the Hong Kong Sevens and uh, the potential uh, for whatever might come from future and attending a new Hong Kong. Please comment. Peace out. Guru. Well, there's
3: a lot to unpack with those <laughs> those questions. Where it start? It sounds like the the first question is some people. There, he he's insinuating that there are fans that are peeling off, peeling off from, the NFL, from the NFL, from the
1: NBA, from the MLB.
3: And what? Why? Why do you think they're peeling off? What? What's the?
1: Well, if Harpo was here, he'd tell you that ratings are down across the board. Why is that? Maybe Mm -hmm. Netflix is so good that it's just another option. Kneeling. You think it's... it's Some people think that politics infused in sport is sending people away, Tommy. But if you were in charge of the marketing budget right now in the MLR, how would you be acquiring these fans that are dropping off from our core four sports?
3: Yeah, well, uh, I think... Yeah, that's that's a lot to unpack. I mean, if it if it's a political thing, I don't know where the MLR wants to like if they wanna take if maybe they just don't acknowledge politics at all. God, this is tough. I don't know. Like if you don't acknowledge politics it's like kinda like you're not taking a stand and for some people, that's gonna like make People peel off immediately right there because you, if you're if you're not taking if you're not taking a stand on something, then it's like you're not, you're taking, not a, take taking a taking a stand a, at all. Yeah. Tell me, may
5: I? is this a? It's a. You're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Yeah. It, so like
3: I it? I don't think exactly. I think that if you if you don't do anything, you're gonna have some fans that like that, and if you do something, you're gonna have fans that like it. So I I, I don't think there is like a a right way to do a political uh, how, how do you
1: How do you engage people that might be like just canceling cable, you know? Like that's like, hey, maybe viewership is dropping because people don't wanna pay 60 bucks a month for cable. Maybe the younger generation would yep. rather stream. Hulu has live sports.
3: Um, <laughs> <laughs> you might wanna check, I don't know what the money looks like with uh, getting on like a subscription Thing like Hulu or mm. with their live sports but um, if that's a possibility for the MLR that could be like huge um, getting on uh, getting a contract with something like that the live
1: rights is a lot of money but they have to produce eyeballs in order to get paid for right the rights um, right now I think there's something arranged where we're getting access to ESPN and CBS, but we're certainly not getting paid for it. And by we, I mean the MLR They're, they're still the numbers aren't good enough. The attendance numbers aren't good enough. The eyeballs aren't good enough. It will get there maybe one day. But uh, right now it's tough. Uh, as for the Guru's question about an update for Hong Kong, sadly, we can't give you one right now. I do think the future is in the seven series. I think there's a lot of money to be made there. But right now, COVID's putting a real damper in international travel, which makes the sevens really hard to justify. And it's sad. Some unions have gotten axed altogether. Um, the RFU shrunk down and axed their sevens. But transitioning, we do have some rugby on the horizon, folks. Bermuda, Bermuda.
6: sevens. Oh, tense. yeah. Tense.
1: Tense. Oh, Thank oh, you, Johnny. Yeah. Add three I to that tense. number. We're going to do tens. Our good and dear friend, Taylor Howden, he was just in town last weekend. Uh, He will be coaching the Ohio Aviators. Johnny, I have a deep, deep, deep theory here. I think Taylor is going to become the next Eddie Jones, mate. He's just going to be cheeky. He's going to win. And, yeah, coaching legend, just born like that. It starts with a win in Bermuda with the Ohio Aviators. But there's a couple other teams here. There's a team out of Miami. Uh, there's a team out of South Africa. It's gonna be some good good rugby down in Bermuda, John. There's
4: a tri- bunch of Kenyan Sevens players. There's basically the whole uh, England Sevens team playing, uh, coming in town with the team. And yeah, I think that could be an interesting competition there. And you know, not a bad time to be in Bermuda.
1: Traditionally, they do the classic uh, tournament where the old boys who played for country play for country again. But this year, it's going to be a uh, a for profit venture. They're going to stream it. They're going to throw a lot into it by paying the players to be there. And um, yeah, hopefully, it has legs. Guru, if you if you like sevens, you're just gonna you're gonna love tens. Let
0: me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Hey, it's oh, hard. Oh, Man, wow. I got so lost. I just made every possible wrong turn a human could make. And by now, I should know when I'm supposed to go left, I should turn right. When I'm supposed to turn right, I should turn left. But jeez, I'm, I'm just glad I found this place. A hey, nice, nice that studio.
2: Customary.
0: little nook. <laughs> nice studio. I like jeez. it. Good stuff.
1: Harpo, welcome back. One of our favorite guests, the original uh, pundit, as we say. He's not your traditional pundit, folks. He's going to tell you exactly how he feels. (laughs) Harpo, I see you drawing something up on your pad. What do you have for
0: us? Boots on the ground. I am a baby boomer. I never wore a seatbelt or a helmet, so why should I wear a mask? Taking this damn thing off. I'm sick and tired of wearing masks.
4: Oh, so, okay. um, yeah. Well that, there you go. Hot takes
1: <laughs> <laughs> hot takes hot hot hot, for cold hot nights. Times. Fever. Hot. But what's happened to the Rugby world, Harpo? USA is bankrupt. You have spoken truth about this many times about their ineptitude. I don't want to put you on a negative hole right now, but do you think the bankruptcy was actually a good thing. Like, you know how they say you gotta bottom out to to get back up? Why,
0: I just don't understand why nobody ever called out Nigel Melville. (laughs) He was the guy was a English spy. He was over here in America to hold back Benedict Arnold. Oh, He's yeah. the Benedict Arnold of of England. He he held back rugby in America for ten years. Did absolutely nothing for youth rugby. He helped himself out. That's mm. for sure. The come, Why hasn't he ever been called out? I'm with
1: you. I think he fled. He made a deal like, with Doug. Julian back to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> hiding in what is it the. Uh, the embassy in, in like the Venezuelan embassy in London. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out with yeah. yeah. And now
0: rugby in America, we need to start we need to start from the very beginning again. Just like back in the seventies when we played for the fun and love of the sport. So when like you guys, you guys play for the love and the sport. You're you're amateurs. It's rugby will never be anything more than a niche sport in America.
1: Okay, but can we grow the niche to supply a
0: small professional market? Guru man got it right. You introduce rugby to America through sevens. You teach the kids how to play. You teach the parents how to watch. And they grow up. Well, I think the USA was, RFU was supposed to do that. Like five six years ago, what happened to the barn burning across America with sevens? Uh, different city every every weekend, just uh, promoting sevens and and the sport of rugby. Uh, and but no, Nigel Melville was too busy lining his own damn pockets, so he can go fly first class to the World Cups and go rub elbows with his cronies. It's so like- how
2: do we make? Like, a youth rugby, how do we get people involved? How do we make it exciting and fun as well as safe? What are, like, kind of the key ingredients there?
1: By nature, the sport is a full-contact sport. Like, it's never going to be safe. We can make rules to make it safer, but we have to address the fact that, like, we play a sport that deals in head trauma. Like, it's never just going to be a safe sport. The rugby that we know, as long as we continue to play full-contact tackle... It's not going to be safe. So I think you have to convince parents that what you get out of rugby, the leadership skills, the team skills, the ability to work with others and communicate, that outweighs the risk of putting your body and head on the line. And I still think it does at the end of the day. I really do think the skills you get from rugby, if you play your career right, are better than, you know, the nicks and bruises your body gets, but
3: what uh, what puts rugby above basketball in terms of like learning those lessons that you're talking about? I, I Where basketball I doesn't different. have trauma like head trauma as much.
1: You're right. Basketball, the contact zone is different, right? You're still putting your body at risk like crazy when yeah. you go out for a jump shot or in the lane, but it's not this head-to-head collision stuff, right? Now, I think rugby teaches you a bit more about sacrifice compared to basketball because, you know, you just put me uh, – you just bodied me in the paint earlier when we played to three. <laughs> and, you know, it. you can be an all-star in basketball and, and get your 40 points and you don't need your teammates. Kobe showed us that. In rugby, no matter if you're the stud of the team or just some lock whose job is to ruck, you have to sacrifice for the team in order for the team to be successful. So I think that's where rugby has an advantage to basketball is, like, you really have to sacrifice to get the lessons you need going forward. But I'm not knocking basketball at all. Those guys make so much more money because the rosters are smaller, and therefore the best talent goes on the next level and gets paid way more money than your average pro rugby player. Um, but Tommy, back to the guru's question: Can we succeed as a rugby country? By doing Glendale's new model now, which is getting crossover athletes, giving them a crass course in rugby, and then hopefully unleashing them into the Pro 14 or the Eagles or the MLR, can that happen? Eventually. <laughs> Pause for. A that second. was a Tommy no fix. So that was super Tommy safe. No-
3: super safe. <laughs> Not now. Okay. Of course, I don't think so. See
1: that. Just in time for Operation Twenty
3: Thirty One. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I think that in the next seven, seven years, seven, eight years, it's a possibility. Especially if we get that bid, people will be. I think that if that bid happens, which I, I, I still think it's a, it's a stretch, but uh, in the years coming up to that, I think if that happens, we'll start to see rugby. St- yeah, so to spike
1: you'll see groups the, like RGI yeah. piss money in right. rugby. Yeah, exactly. KJ, looks like we got another caller coming in. Oh, fun. And uh, he's got a very specific question for a very specific person.
6: Hey, Pick'em Boys, this is Ben from Spain. I got a question for uh, Harpo. So for us international listeners, can
3: you describe the average American old boy rugger in six words or less?
1: So Harpo, you've been around the block. Ben from Spain, he's American, but he's been in Spain for so long, he forgets. What is the average American old boy like in six words or less?
0: They think out loud, but don't do what they say. I think that was eight. That was very close.
3: So it's pretty like on spot with what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Just like every old boy I run into, every single, I can't, I got to go to Maggot Fest. I got to go to Maggot Fest. I got to go to Maggot Fest. Every, that's all they say. It's on every single old boy's bucket list in America. I go to Maggot Fest, do I see him? No. (laughs) Not enough
4: traveling, too many buckets kicked. I mean, that's why, I guess that's why they call it a bucket list you got to start doing the things, checking off the things on your bucket list. Otherwise, the bucket comes and catches up with you.
0: You can't even get the old boys to support the MLR. They're they're just not interested in rugby anymore. I guess they're just, that's why they're called old. They're just too old to actually, you know, grab their walker and cane and go to a rugby match and rub some elbows with some old friends and whatnot. And they're oxygen tank. The the MLR could really use some support from the rugby old boys in America.
1: Old boys, unite, get out. When rugby continues in 2021, we expect you to be going to the games, buying tickets, buying merch for your freaking kids who are bratty and who want something to take home. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Joe Schmo. Hey,
0: what's the name of the show? What's the name of the show? Rugby Pick'em. Rugby Pick'em. You know what? How about if we just get back to basics and do a few picks? Basics. Okay, let's say, uh, all right, the MLR is supposed to kick off March uh, 20th and go on through August 1st, and CBS is going to show the finals and the matches all throughout the season. Okay, yes or no, oddball rugby pick'em? Tommy, you go first. We'll go in a circle. All right. The MLR kicks off the 2021 season, March 20th. Yes or no?
3: Yes. I think, I think that they will. I think they'll have a, a plan put in place if that plan is needed.
4: Rugby and plan.
3: Oxymoronic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what happened to Well, the... It's what needs to happen. Yeah, well, I thought the second wave phase panic demo was going to uh, come back in and, like, uh, there's not going to be any rugby till the fall. Which I kind of agree with you, because if you want to compare the panic to the 1918 flu, that didn't go into remission for no. two years and nine months. So we may not see any rugby until the year 2022.
3: I agree with you on that. I, I, and with that question earlier, I was kind of in the mindset of club rugby, but I think the MLR can, can put a, a plan together. I think they'll have their shit together. They
0: have higher stakes. Uh, Uncle Johnny, yes or no? 2021 kickoff, MLR, yes or no?
4: Yes, I, I do think they will. I don't think they'll be able to um, accommodate many fans, but guess what? They haven't been getting many fans.
2: <laughs> wow, <everyone's
4: laughs> to begin with. Uh, I did not want to say it, but the attendance dropped again <laughs> wow, this wow, year. Wow. No,
0: Nobody ever talked to About the attendance, and we shouldn't start now. Harpo, I vote yes. Uh, They will kick
5: off in March
0: as scheduled.
5: Yes. Canadian John? Uh, I have one question before that just because I'm not aware of their financial standing. Mm. How long do they have... With the money they have in reserves. Right What's now. the burn rate? Yeah. <laughs> when, when, do, right. when, is, when,
4: when does U.S. Rugby go it's it's back? Uh, in the MLR, it's all based on their franchise.
5: Unfortunately,
0: well, USA yeah. Rugby has nothing to do with okay. the MLR. All right. yeah. So, what well, we, we know is the franchise so model, owners.
1: every time they bring on new teams, that upfront money floats the league for another year or two. Gotcha. Okay. So I think they have How like. How much does it cost per
0: season per team, approximately?
1: That changes constantly, but the salary cap is half a million, which is not as high as it should be because there's a lot of hardworking young rugby players that make 12 and a half
0: grand. The and owners, what does half. it cost the owners to, flip, to have a team? My guess a, is
1: two, two and a half million each year. That'd be my guess. That's the operating budget. Maybe some guys have come. Approximately as a low two
0: and a half to four million a season. Yeah. That's a yeah. big approximation. Okay, Canadian John, <laughs> NLR kicks off, 2020. Hey, uh, you're the uh, our version of, who's that guy for the um, um, Matt, Matt McCarthy and rugby? Uh, our oh, you're rugby our Brian up. Ray. Who, Brian Ray, yeah, yeah, he's good. No, that, that's a great, great Which, job. by the way... If
1: you're listening right now, we, you, our early nominations are in for the Rugby Pick'em Awards. That's right. We're going to be the first podcast to hand out awards, not only for the players, Tommy, for the media. And Brian Ray is an early nomination as Best Blogger of 2020. If you don't follow America's Rugby News, you need to make it a homepage right now. Arn. Arn. Johnny references Arn all the time. Johnny, introduced me to Arn. Uh,
5: but either way, John right. Hewitt, you are our Brian right Fair enough. If if the money is there, <laughs> I, I think yes, they start. The yeah, we're going to
0: pay you about the same amount we paid the uh, uh, rugby up man. Well, well, this is not like the
5: <laughs> AAF, right? The the AF, as Tony Kornheiser would say, <laughs> that football league that lasted a hot two weeks before it was canceled. <laughs> Even though now apparently the Rock is saying the XFL is coming back. That's oh, yeah. a bad investment. <laughs> That's just bad. Regardless, bad place to put if, your money if, right if, now. <laughs> if the money's going to be there and they have. You know, the investment holds that I say yes based on COVID. I think they still get the season going in March. KJ, yes or no?
2: I'm going to say yes because I think the pressure is going to be there, but I can also so they're going to kick it off as scheduled, and then they're probably going to, like, retract from that. Like, yes. A few weeks, like, All right. Like, Next if question. Create, if they can create a bubble, they can create safety. There won't be fans, but, yes, overall. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. This weekend in the Pro 14, Edinburgh is supposed to play Munster. This weekend. Oh, that's tomorrow. Woo. <laughs> Will they play this match on Saturday? Uh, Are you going to get the
3: cut in before the match, Brennan? The, <laughs> Edinburgh,
0: Pro 14 match, Edinburgh, Edinburgh. versus Edinburgh. Munster. <laughs> Edinburgh, whatever. Edinburgh. <laughs> they, they, they kick off this weekend, yes or no? Correct,
1: Tommy. Yeah. Tommy. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Hey, Tommy. No pick. How, why can't millennials remember like just one phone number? Anyway, yes yes, 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 or no? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, Uncle Johnny. Yes yeah, or no? Yes.
4: They're. they're okay. Wrong. Yes. This is way better.
0: Yes. Okay. Nice. Uh, Canadian John Ray. Yes. K- KJ. Yes or no?
2: I don't see why not.
0: Okay. Apparently, you guys didn't read Planet Rugby today because nope. three Munster players tested positive for uh, for uh, the panic demo. So, boom, there you go. You think they're going to play? I doubt it. You think these November Internationals, are they going to play the November Internationals now that uh, uh, France has a bunch of COVID uh, viruses, uh, panic demos, and uh, Tommy, what do you think? Yes or no?
3: No, I don't know. I'm changing my
0: mind. Yeah, can everything. I change my answer?
5: Harper? Sure, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go with no. Uh,
1: no, Lord, Johnny, I'll, my state. I can't speak for you, but I think six nations or eight nations, as we know now, they will plow on eight because nations. they need money so badly. They will find a way if they have positive COVID tests, boom, ship those dudes out, bring some new guys up. But eight
0: nations is good for Italy because they've only won three matches since like 2003. (laughs) So that'll be good for Italy. My goombas, my paisans. There you go. Next one on the list, Harpo. Yes or no? Next one. on Well, MLR reduces season to eight matches and begin in May or June after the flu season is over. Yes or no?
3: Tommy. Can you repeat the question? <laughs>
0: no. What's the phone number, Tommy? <laughs> I'm
2: sorry.
6: <laughs>
0: I'm, <sorry. laughs> yeah. I'm going to put you down as a no pick. Okay. John, Uncle Johnny. No. I think go a no. while. Long, BT. While
1: Harpo, I think they're going to start. And if there are multiple teams that have multiple testing positive, I think there will be uh, an emergency plan, an e break of sorts that will... Uh...
5: Canadian John Ray. I uh, I say no like the other John in the room. I think they, uh, they plow through. JJ. JJ.
2: I say both. I say they start off in March and then have to take like a hard pullback and then restart in May.
0: <laughs> yes, no. Yes. Yes, no. Yes. Oh. There you go. No, no, that was your answer, yes, no, they oh, said. Nice. Yes, oh, no. Yes, yeah. <laughs> no. <was like> <laughs> this, this is, apparently, this is just a little bit I love picking that grade. <laughs> okay, hey, have you guys talked about, mentioned the Bledsoe Cup yet? Rugby, I've got that. Rugby Australia defeats New Zealand in one of the two Bledsoe Cup matches, and I want to go first. I say yes.
2: Ooh. Ooh. Hot take, why? I
0: say yes, because they've got talent? so much what? young talent. Not yeah. only that, uh, what's their names uh family first guys uh richie mwanga and uh, bowden barrett they're not yeah. even gonna be there because they're at home watching well, bowden's gonna watch his first kid be born and Honestly. the other the other uh, i think
1: he already had the baby but yeah there's another one on the yeah,
0: way yeah. okay then it's okay. The, the, okay one of the two is having one but between the two of them the family first and uh, kudos to them
1: yeah Tommy, yes or no, do the Aussies get a win in, on the road in New Zealand? They're playing back-to-back games.
0: I, uh, I, I want to call you guys out right here. I want to call you out right Do you guys know that the Lady Eagles are at Rugby Ghost Town USA right now, training for the World yes. Cup in yeah. 2021 next year? Do you guys know that? Yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah. I have a friend that's in the USA. Okay. Yeah. okay. They have a foundation called Foundation 15. I'm going to bet you guys $25 that Australia wins at least one of the two games. And if they do, every one of you guys has to donate $25 to the foundation to help send the Lady Eagles. Because the only thing that's going to save rugby in America is this podcast and philanthropy. Yes. Yes. And philanthropy starts with us.
1: All right, I'm in. I'm in on uh, that, yeah. In if depth, the Wallabies draw blood in New Zealand, I will be donating $25 to the Lady Eagles. As matter of fact, I'm rooting for them, baby. Let's go. Yeah, Up the Wallabies,
0: mate. Hey, since there's nothing going on in rugby, we should go watch them practice. Maybe they're like scrimmaging or something. We'll go. KJ, make some out, calls. Check out, right. uh, find out if there's going to yeah. be a... Hey, do you guys know Rob Kane? I the have met,
4: I have met Rob King. Yes. Maybe you
0: should get him to do a podcast uh, before the Lady Eagles break up, or yeah. maybe we get a couple of the Lady Eagles in here. And, uh, he's a good he's a good uh, interview. Yeah. Well spoken. Okay, and did you guys talk about the uh, eight nations? Oh yeah, they complete the season. Yes or no?
1: Yes. I mean, I already yes. said it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. They, they need will. the money. I
2: mean, think they're going to yeah. power through. They like, play, they'll figure out some way. Okay, okay. Let, let me
1: rephrase
0: the way they play the season in front of fans.
2: No.
6: No.
0: Depending but,
4: on what country. Yeah, right? it depends no. on which country they're hosting. They they may flex it to to be specific and and uh, only play in places where they can have fans because they. Yeah. Might not be able to in certain Like country.
1: Ireland's COVID rate is much less than England's, but then again, Ireland has more restrictions than England. So yeah. it's like, like, are they going
4: to open it
2: up? It's, it's funny how that works, huh? <laughs>
4: and then
0: when the top fourteen starts playing teams, and the uh, I think it's going to be a second wave phase contagion uh, off the charts.
1: Yes or no? Uh,
0: okay, um, have you guys read the book Dylan Hartley, The Hurt? He came out of the closet, and he is lambasting rugby. The good old boys that sit in their back room, the fifty-one member board of directors that make up all these uh, uh, laws of the game, or they do absolutely nothing for player welfare, and it's all—it's all about the money for them. I, and and then you have um, was it Willie John McBride. Have you heard of him? He's got sixty-seven. He played back in my era. He's like eighty years old, and he played back in the seventies. He's got seventeen caps for the Lions and sixty-seven test caps for Ireland. And he just wrote a book called um, uh, "Saving Rugby Union," yeah. and he is lambast. It's all about the money, and and he's just lambasting the. Uh, Oh, boys, we need some fresh blood some to light. run yeah. world rugby because attendances are dropping worldwide, not just well, yeah. to, not just here in, in America. Well, at least we got more more fans coming to watch. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're growing at uh, a immature. snail's pace,
1: But yeah. in, in, in countries but like Australia, Australia and South and
0: Africa, the attendances are dropping. The only tournament that, that, sure? that has uh, sellouts wow. and makes money is the Six Nations. Yeah. And that's why and England has always it. put a ring fence around it and made made it be their pride jewel. That's what the John, Willie uh, McBride was talking about. How how Ireland owns their play, or England owns their players and it ruins it yeah. for everybody else.
1: So I think your question, Harpo, is: Does the modern game disrespect our athletes' welfare? I think absolutely 100% yes. And I plan on dedicating a majority of my life to voicing for players and looking out for players and like doing something to either mentor them or help them navigate the professional rugby world because it's so freaking demanding and you're putting your body on the line. And my worry here in, in the States is that now that we have professionalism, Guys are going to do all in on pro. They're going to get chewed up and spit out. By the time they're 30, they're going to have concussions and no job experience. So Harpo, I do agree that the game has become brutalized on the professional level and there really isn't a whole lot of player welfare. How do we fix it? Do you change the game? Do you change the rules like the NFL? They have made like head-to-head hits illegal. They have made the, the... contact rules different right you can't chop at a quarterback's knees yeah. anymore
4: I mean, that's already trended toward that i mean it's already
5: look how scrums are different versus how they used to be they've gotten a lot safer yeah you start fully engaged now it used to be start a meter apart and fucking bash up and it. everybody's got cauliflower ears and broken collarbones yeah willie john
0: mcbride he says in the modern game you can theoretically keep the ball for 40 minutes with endless phases in the amateur era once you went to ground, you had to release the ball and get away. Players could then drive over the ball, rocking you with the ball. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> with their hands. It enables sides to retain the ball in phase after phase after phase, That it is so difficult for defenders to get hold of the ball at the breakdown. It's absolutely ridiculous. There were never any serious injuries in rucks because you really had to release the ball and get away to avoid avoid being raked back. If you held onto the ball, you would be uh, penalized. Today, there are so many more and more pileups with knees, elbows, hitting other players, causing injuries. Referees blow up for a uh, scrum when the ball is buried in a pile of bodies. This simply wouldn't happen in a Ruck situation when, when he played back in the 70s and 80s. I like the
4: I like the commentary. I would doubt that there were no serious injuries back in the yeah. day, but we, Rucks, know, we know a little bit That was about back when you didn't bodies. have
0: any substitutes. It was just 15 against 15.
1: <laughs> so on that, there has been suggestion to make the game safer we actually reduced the amount of subs from 8 back down to 5. And the theory here is you're not going to have your meathead Joe Marler type of props that are like, hey, man, I'm right, doing honey. here's my Eddie Jones. Mate, give us a good 40 here, you can't and have Joe Marler go crazy knowing that he's going to get pulled at halftime. It basically forces you to be built for 80. You know,
0: I don't see what's wrong with making the matches thirty-five minute halves. Because if you start playing now, say you're twenty years old, and you start playing right now, thirty-five minute halves. After the course of a ten years, that's like an extra season or two. Yeah,
1: but if when you can rights... throw out a match
0: after seventy minutes, you know, I mean, get the games are too long. Okay. There's too many subs. All right. There's too many red cards. There's too many yellow cards. Offsides goes totally, uh, uh, the referees don't don't call offsides at all. It's like there's so much they could do to make the sport better, but uh, the good old boys are just uh, <laughs> hanging out in the bathroom, smoking cigars and laughing <laughs> at uh, watching uh, World Rugby just bleed out.
1: Tommy, you're the youngest guy here. Do you think Harpo has a point here in that, the modern professional 15s game is too defensive orientated. Like it's just very hard to make it exciting when you're doing tactical kicking, when you're smashing each other for every last inch. Like you mean yeah. aerial
0: ping pong? <laughs> First 20 yeah. minutes of every game, True. aerial aerial ping pong. And if I have to sit through another <laughs> reset scrum, oh man, oh, this pandemic could not have come yeah. too soon for me. Tommy, as the resident zoomer. What do you
1: think? What's
3: the future? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that the I think that it can get boring at times. Like, um, but it's like, what are the solutions, right? Like, how do you change? Do you have to like, if you change the kicking laws, right? Like, you're completely creating a new sport, and we already have enough codes as it is, right? And it's like,
0: rapid rugby was canceled.
3: <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, no. I think that. You can do that, but it's like, then at that point, there's more contact. And it's like, then you have to change the contact laws even more. And it's like, do you think less subs is better for the game? I think so. I think that everybody getting tired together on the on the field. I think that's part of the reason why... Football, there are a lot more injuries because you can sub every play and there'll be like someone coming in fresh and like Playing alongside someone who's been playing the whole game. You have different levels of uh, fatigue And I think that 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 can contribute to like uh, Injuries and stuff. I think everyone getting tired at the same pace can could be interesting like maybe it's a experimental thing to try out somebody could do it somebody try it out somebody give it a shot i don't know it's an interesting question to ask <laughs> and
1: it's an interesting answer from tommy before we sign off harpo what's the name of the show rugby Pick 'em. And with Bledisloe Cup coming up this weekend, I'm guessing the Kiwis are a big favorite at home coming off their amazing Super Rugby Aotearoa coming off their North-South game. John, like you said, when you don't get selected for the All Blacks, you're fucking pissed and you're going into ITM Cup like you have something to prove. And when you do get selected as an All Black, you're proving everything every single match you step out. And it looks like Australia is a nine-and-a-half-point underdog on the road. No, we're we're looking at a 20-point
4: spread in this first game. I, I do think Australia has a chance later on in the rugby championship competition once they get some cohesion and get in the the rennie
1: check that the the spread is 13. yeah yeah so yeah, I'm i got it wrong.
0: it wrong hey lady eagles i'm donating my 25 whether australia wins or loses oh what
1: a right? guy oh golf clap for Harpo. All in. yeah john i think um I think New Zealand wins, but the
2: Wallabies cover, mate. Yeah, I man. agree with John, too. I just I think it'll be interesting because I think it'll allow them a chance to kind of, like, reset. Like, I think the first few matches are really going to be more of them, like, figuring each other out. I, I hope that they have some dynamic plays, like, as individuals. But the cohesion, I just, I'd be really surprised if it was there, like, that like early on. I
0: just hope they kick off because don't they have to get uh, the panic demo test before the... Um,
1: oh, yeah. Before no, they all, all before players, off, all bro. players got a test negative yeah. for COVID nineteen. I, I just
0: hope they kicked off.
1: I'm with you, Harpo. I just want to rugby back. Tommy, what do you think? Wallabies heading to Wellington for the first of the bloodslo.
3: What do I think? Yeah, that I think that Wellington. I think that New Zealand is is it's a great it's place gonna, to play rugby. It's Gonna win the match. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, classic no-pick. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: being said, it was amazing having one of our favorite guests back,
0: Harpo. We're Mr. Here. PMA Positive Mental Attitude. Mm, the best in the ears. business. Why I bother? bother. Those, were my, those were lineup calls, by the way. Say it again. Say right. it again. Who cares for the throw to the first jumper? Who knows is a throw into the second jumper and why bother it was a long throw into the backfield, which still works to this day, but nobody uses it. You need to score a quick try at the end of the game. Throw it
6: long. Over, Toss on, it to on, the backfield. The Drop it over. Pick him.
2: Pick <laughs> oh,
6: <God>. That <laughs> <laughs> I Pick
2: him. <laughs>
0: Making
3: foster effect. Can't you just add in the pause like
0: edit
1: it
3: Thomas. And he replied,
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah, we can. It's very confusing. First they're gonna play in New Zealand for two games, then they're gonna go quarantine in Australia. Tommy, it's a whole thing. Johnny, who are our two nations coming into the traditional Six Nations comp? the
3: Octogenations. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that matchup is scintillating. <laughs> I think they should call the number, which is 720
4: 259 8825
6: or 720 259 Tuck. What do want you do once you talk? You're talking. Uh, Run it straight. Right. And for the moderator there, Blue uh, State McGee.
0: Well, that was back when you didn't have any substitutes. was just fifteen against fifteen.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, uh I think Yeah, that's a lot to unpack. I mean Hey, this is uh the guru, the guru's
6: back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
1: is that in his own internal or did somebody go off oh, yeah, here? That was just no. right yeah. Alright. God damn it, Tommy. Alright, hold it right up to the mic.
0: It's like there's so much they could do to make the sport better, but ah, uh, the good old boys—they're just uh, hanging out in the back room, smoking cigars and laughing at uh, watching uh, world rugby just bleed out. Um,
1: maybe the younger generation yeah—they're Hulu has
3: live sports.
0: Yes or no, oddball rugby picker? Because the only thing that's going to save rugby in America is this podcast and philanthropy. Know your role.